0: Friends, almost five months ago, when I began this newsletter, I had no idea what I was doing. I still don't. But your enthusiastic response, your thoughtful comments and helpful feedback have guided me and continue to make it all worthwhile. It's been a journey into the unknown. We are figuring it out together. I hope you're Finding my course on inequality, which began here last Friday and will be continuing for the next 13 weeks, helpful. I hope you're also finding useful and sometimes even entertaining my short essays and drawings, as well as the videos I'm making with my talented colleagues at Inequality Media. Your feedback has been essential. Keep it coming. I'm groping my way toward providing you with a larger context for what's happening in America and the world. Although faced with existential challenges of a pandemic, climate change, widening inequality, systemic racism, and direct attacks on democracy, we're strangely immobilized. Why? Well, I think it's because for years, most of the gains of our system have gone to the top, while almost everyone else is working harder, getting nowhere, feeling less secure. This has generated, not surprisingly, widespread anger and cynicism. And it has increased America's and much of the rest of the world's receptivity to demagoguery. In 2016, we elected a sociopath who spouted racist nationalism while giving the oligarchy whatever it wanted. The alliance of of oligarchs and racist nationalists is continuing, if not growing. Oligarchic economics combined with racist nationalism is treacherous for democracy. Oligarchs support racist nationalism because it divides people and diverts attention from how much wealth and power the oligarchy is accumulating. Racist nationalists like oligarchs because they provide almost limitless funding. As early as 2012, more than 40% of all money spent in U.S. federal elections came from the wealthiest of the wealthiest, and not the top 1% or even the top 10th of the 1%, but from the top 1% of the 1%. Peter Thiel, a staunch Trump supporter, whose net worth is estimated by Forbes to be $2.6 billion, has become one of the Republican Party's largest donors. The oligarchs don't just support Republicans, though. Last year, at least 13 billionaires who had previously donated to Trump lavished campaign donations on Democratic Senators Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, according to an analysis of Federal Election Commission records. The alliance between oligarchic economics and racist nationalism marks the failure of progressive politics. Look, when the people are no longer defended against the powerful, they look elsewhere. We must focus the debate where it belongs, on that monumental and growing imbalance of power, and do whatever we can to rebalance it. What gives me hope? the new activism in labor unions, young progressives who are giving new energy and purpose to the Democratic Party, people of color who are leading the way to social justice, and the young people I meet almost every day, such as the young baristas who are organizing Starbucks, who are building new centers of power. Which brings me back to you. By becoming part of this community, subscribing to and sharing this newsletter, and if you can, supporting our work. You are part of this movement as well. Thank you. And a big thanks to Kara Siegel and all my young colleagues at Inequality Media for helping me bring this to you. Valentine's Day seems like a good time to declare my appreciation for our partnership in this experiment.